0: What's that? Climbing up the pipes of your toilet? Why, it's
1: Wandering Monster.
0: Roll initiative! Hello and welcome once again to Wandering Monster, America's tabletop showcase, where we strive to show you how the games you're interested in play mechanically, narratively, and uh, what it's like to stress test your DM to the point where they pull out their beard. My name is John Big Dog Baltusberger. I am
1: Charles' second biggest dog, R. Bernard.
0: I
2: am Ian, apparently wearing a fake beard because I pulled up my real one due to all the stress <laughs> testing. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. And I'm Mr. Big Red Pashki because, well, I'm a ginger. And, well,
0: <laughs> anyhow. Friends, Hi. I want to point out. Ooh, ooh, Peeky Poo behind the uh, the curtains. I don't warn these fuckers about what I'm going to do or say during the intros. So I got, I just never, I just like jump on my surfboard and skate <laughs> across the ice at them and hope for the best. <laughs> I think I, <laughs> I think anyone's this
2: episode
3: more. Yeah,
0: I didn't even know he had a surfboard. So okay, first I'm gonna start off with this. We're giving this right away, right now. On Kickstarter is a project called Journey Through the Dying Lands. Now, why am I telling you this about at the start of the show? Because all four of us, in fact, if we had Bridget and Kevin with us, it would be all six of us were involved in this project. It is a Morkborg fiction and playable adventure anthology. That means you're getting short stories from me, from Ian, from Charles. You get the... uh like, oh, what about Patsy? What did he do? He did the f- fucking lettering on the cover, y'all. I pretty Uh Bridget has an adventure. Bridget has a adventure in it. Kevin has an adventure in it. And we have more uh we have more really cool stretch goals. We have a vast grim story on the horizon. We have a cyborg uh story or adventure on the horizon. We have Zvump from uh Tommy. I'm not saying his last name. Uh, and, And we have all this cool shit we can unlock. It's going to be incredible. Just go to Kickstarter and look up Journey Through the Dying Lands. You'll find it. It's super cheap to get the digital copy, and it's kind of a steal to get the physical copy. It's going to be incredible. The cover is by Simone Tometa, and it's fucking gorgeous. It includes the two basilisks, rising above a a poor Dodes Bingare from whispers uh, it's gorgeous and you know what i love about Dodes is that he he's con- like every single week he is in his own like evil dead uh army of darkness movie like he's in his mm-hmm. own monster b movie that he has to fight his way through uh like it is a not so wet paper sack and it made me think like man those old B movie feature features um, that you used to see on like the sci-fi channel, like Megaconda, uh, giant shark versus crocosaurus, uh, all of those. And like, I'm not, we're not even going to touch on Godzilla minus one because I am still shooketh by the quality of that movie. Now we're talking about the B ones. We're talking about like lower them expectations, <laughs> lower your hopes so and, and get it. Get into the grainy, gritty dirtiness of B-movie monster feature features with us. Uh, I don't know what, I, I'm not sure what we're doing tonight because I've been kind of out of it uh, with health stuff. But uh, I'm hoping I can talk to, to Ian and maybe get some kind of feature feature game uh, on the show sometime soon. Ian, what are we playing tonight? We're playing Dodds the Musical. <laughs> oh, the true, the true villain no, was my great. trying to sing. <laughs> so the sword and I'm going to stab.
2: So with that lead in, we are indeed playing Creature Feature. It's a comedy horror TTRPG where you get to play your own B movie, and this comes to us from uh, Albert Cone Studios, released this year, version two point three. Ultra Rules Lite, this gives you a, well, uh, I guess a rule set, a a set of um, inspirations that help you to do like a good little one-shot, especially for like cons or if you have a slow game night. This is something that really kind of uh, leans into the yes and school of improv-based role-playing that helps to really how do you emphasize your favorite B-movie tropes and monsters and so forth? And it's with that in mind that every B-movie is really supported by its colorful cast of characters, usually, again, this magnifying those tropes and uh, driving the story forward. So we're going to have our... Uh, credits roll with our introduction of characters and we need someone to be teletyped first as we're doing Uh, like the flashing the scenes
1: is is this thing on is this the door I come up hi guys hi everybody I'm sunshine sunny Spalding you can call me sunny that's a nickname Um, I'm a
3: peaceful innocent and I think we're going to have a really good time tonight and no one's going to die definitely for sure
2: that's it. No one can follow Spalding. I also <laughs> like the fact that Spalding gives a little bit of that sinister reference to like Devil's Rejects, House of a Thousand Corpses,
0: just a quintessential piece of Charles yeah. coming forward.
1: <laughs>
0: hmm I immediate my immediate thought was like, oh. He says he's a peaceful innocent, but say a bad <laughs> word about clowns and he'll fucking blow your head off. Here no, so I'm exactly. thinking
3: <laughs> of marks, but anyways.
1: <laughs> you don't come up with a reason you hate clowns. I'm going to come back here and kill your whole fucking family. That's one of my favorite scenes of all time in cinema. Mm-hmm. Understanding yep. where Rob Zombie got the reference.
3: <laughs> uh.
0: So then <laughs> next he, the you want to introduce us.
3: Yeah, sure. Um, let me just get my best Tor Johnson impression I can do because when <laughs> I, I heard about this game, I'm just like, am are we doing Bright of the Monster or are we doing Play Nine for Better Space? Because both are classic Ed Wood movies, both would fit in this genre. And I really should have just grabbed one of those like clip things to put on my tongue. So I could get the accent right, because I feel Who like... Who was it
1: that, that died during the making of Plan 9 and they shemped him? Uh, that would be Bela Lugosi. Uh, That's right. like yeah. he died
3: before they actually started actual principal filming. They just did some like test footage actually at <laughs> yeah. Bella Lugosi's house. And it was just like, yeah, I've got this. I'll go ahead and just get yeah. my optometrist to do this. Because the forehead matched enough <laughs> um but yeah so uh i'll be playing the sheriff which in my personal opinion is just tor johnson whether or not i can get the accent right because <laughs> if you've seen plan nine like oh you do boy. not understand a fucking word this guy says <laughs> no, <you don't>. yeah <laughs> i'm a big boy dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um So that's going to be my character and, uh, yeah. Bald, much like myself and, um, man with a tongue bigger than his mouth. And I'm the new sheriff, uh, probably from some European (laughs) country
1: that got the job somehow. it was a a sheriff exchange program that entire town in europe is now dead yeah (laughs) they're lawless yeah that entire town just dead like because the american sheriff showed up and killed everybody
3: yeah the american sheriff showed up shot everybody i showed up over here being like and then they were just like fuck you guy and they walked (laughs) off
2: so I guess I'm gonna start pulling my that beard happens. early, just cutting it out.
0: <laughs> Friends, I need you to understand that what you think you know isn't what you know. The owls are not what they seem. Um, <clears throat> my name, yep, my name is Elroy Shane Go, uh, and. Uh, you can call me Shane. I prefer Shane. Um, the important thing to know is that I am an expert. I have studied all manners of cryptid, crouped, uh, croutons, uh, various form of crackers. Um, and these are. Uh, I know they sound delicious. These are actually all form of Mm. monster. Monster. Monster is not really the correct term. See, because like monster connotes like a supernatural evil. But most cryptids are either organic or um, have been spiced. They're not supernatural, right? Like, uh, uh, so monster is kind of a misnomer. Anyway, I've spent my entire life researching and studying uh, modern, contemporary, and ancient texts to discern the best way to handle Monster uh, incursions, and I am here to help. And
1: how many total hours of of internet research have you logged? Come on, don't be uh, modest. I, you know it's what, okay. I,
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you. I actually go to the library and and like find Old books. And All right. I've done a lot of archaeology to find books. Uh, See not <laughs> Don't to deal with any um. Uh, I like to call them U B. That's all I got, man. I want to come up with a funny un- acronym. <laughs> unidentified un- bio organisms.
1: Yeah, U B O. There
0: you go. U B O. Unidentified. I call them unidentified B O for short. Um, <laughs> nice. So I've I've dealt with lots of un- unidentified unidentified. BO in my time.
1: And they Uh, say that he who not like
0: face to face.
1: Yeah.
3: So would you say you're at the
0: modern day Indiana Jones? I'm probably more like the modern day Jay Jennings, which is only funny if you attended Texas State and did the theater program for a while. Um, But if you did, you're rolling around on the floor laughing right now. I promise. That was a zinger. You just have to believe me and trust me on it.
1: I'm, I'm sort like, of I'm imagining just... the the guy in the uh, Aussie style hunter hat from Jurassic Park, the original that's, that's one, true. who was like an expert in raptors, even though they hadn't existed for 65 million years. You know, um, but
0: quickly and became then he immediately gets eaten. Yeah. Oh yeah. shit. Well,
1: you, uh, yeah. So it's you gonna o- be you okay um... over there, Patchkey? I'm good.
0: <laughs> My <laughs> wow, mathly really knows.
2: Like that just baffles me.
0: <laughs> Baffle myself All right, with that nice. pun, we have to kill Ian. Watering Monster has been a fun experience. Uh, unfortunately, it's over now. <laughs> the walls are literally falling in on us. <laughs> this is our Pompeii.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: This wouldn't have happened Eat. if Bridget was here.
1: Yeah. We uh, never do dumb, dumb, horrible shit when Bridget's around.
3: <laughs> Bridget keeps us responsible. Yes. So each of our
2: characters here are fulfilling one of those iconic B movie tropes. So Sunny is the innocent. We have Clifford, that's the old timer, and we have Shane as the expert. So we set our scene after we have our title, car- yeah, our title cards going for our B movie reel there's the sound of like really tinny cheap synths with a lot of like the kind of like fluting organy like the sounds is like the tensions building <laughs> although it's uh, you know superimposed on normal scenes of like a town you see coming into focus a little friendly sign even though it's a little bit of corporate font saying welcome to Possumburg." Um, as the camera is kind of going through the rest of the B list cast, and it's always really small, covering, you know, best grip, best boy, goodest boy, and uh, <laughs> other things. What are the little scenes that make Possenberg such a great place to live? What's one little snapshot as the camera pans across?
1: Okay, this is not what it pans across, but. For just an instant, I thought, what if it were like Duckburg and everybody was a mm. possum? <laughs> you know, it's just like possum mailman, possum, you know, business owner, possum police department, possum. I don't know. Uh, no, I think it pans across like definitely the mailman uh, delivering the mail. That seems to be a big like normality thing in movies in the 50s. Yeah.
2: And that means that he has to be one of the first people eaten. And it's like the big shocker. <laughs> So that's a smoking. Or I just want to check off guns for later.
1: And the postman always has to go and like Allow stuff me to,
0: to unmute oh, myself. Yes, and... Someday we'll Allow get your dedicated suggest, mute uh, button. The... Allow me to suggest a dilapidated water park. uh It used to be happening and hopping in the eighties and. Uh, 90s, but uh, unfortunately the owner got really into crypto and NFTs, and after uh, after a tragic uh, accident at a party he attended where they used the wrong kind of speakers and uh, blew his brain out of his eardrums, uh, it's been empty since. So, decaying water park.
3: It hasn't been quite empty, though. His nephew that has taken up residence inside the decane water park after the fact has set up his lab
1: there these are scenes Very of the town intense. that we're going through yeah I thought the town's All main right. industry is
3: water park <laughs> it subsides itself
0: off of summer fun come winter you're making it's... a joke you're making a joke but there are three towns like that intense <laughs>
3: I mean, I, I used to know a guy that worked at Action Park, and uh, I got to tell you, that's just a way of life for some people. So anyhow, yes.
2: All right. So um, clearly, I've learned what the town's main industry is, and it is water park um uh- industries where there is a petrochemical plant making your uh, tube sections. Um, There's another like inner tube factory for making the various flume components and and things for water parks. Um, And so there's a little bit of an extra trill in the fake synth as you have this transition from happy mailman scene to seeing a decrepit abandoned water park that... uh, is left for mysterious reasons, as is. And then you have your um, chemical spewing plants making all kinds of fun things for people. Um, in this town, um, you know that um, there's been a change-up in the local authority. That the uh, Super Fun Co has recently fired their previous sheriff and brought in someone from outside, uh, to help with the increase in disappearances that seem to be happening around town. And, um, do you want uh, come on to scene Clifford to assert yourself as the new law figure here and to kind of get the lay of the land. And then also to start diving into uh, a little bit of like what the uh, problems that you, you hear from the local citizenry.
3: Okay. So first thing you would go up to the, the nearest, uh... Uh, what what are your your two jobs in the in the community? Don't got one. Don't need one. Okay. Don't got one. Don't need one. And
0: I am a uh, professor at the local community college.
3: That makes the most. I sense. teach
0: philosophy. I teach philosophy, government, and um, what state is is uh. Possum Bergen, yes. same one that
1: Springfield is in. I was.
0: That is okay. exactly what I was going to oh, go towards. Well, okay, <laughs> okay. He, okay. I teach. I also teach Texas history, but we are not in Texas. <laughs> it's a perfectly cromulent
1: <laughs> curriculum. Yes. All right. Yeah. So,
3: so we're in the school where you teach, and in walks the new sheriff, and we all kind of in and. <laughs> the classroom that you teach in and you just hear (laughs) translation hi there i'm the new sheriff in town and i gotta say i'm here to stop the mischief that's been going on around that dilapidated water park i was hoping you could give me some leads that's done with uh with
1: uh subtitles in the Oh movie. yeah, it's all you know, subtitles. Yeah. Everyone's yeah,
3: just hearing that yeah. <laughs> I had the
0: and I have But much like Boomhauser or Sylvester Stallone, we pretend we understand him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> your, your characters totally get everything he's
3: saying. 100 percent well like, no we, mean, we, oh, we, we
1: exist we exist in a grant morrison style movie so we can actually see the subtitles too um like just floating in the air so yeah but you don't like need oh, to read them, them. Okay. you can see yeah, it no. you know
3: they're there but it's just like okay. you you understand
1: like a like having a babel fish in my ear got it yeah exactly
2: great also as we're kind of doing our <laughs> initial setting of the scene one of the mechanisms in this game is everyone starts off with one token and as scenes begin to unfold, you get additional tokens. These are a, for a players use to make sure that the action that they want to do is successful. There's a bit of a exchange between the other characters and the storyteller um, to see how many tokens it might make for a certain uh, severity of action happen or to force characters to do things or kind of nudge them into the uh don't open the closet kind of moments. Those things that help with the pacing of B-films. So you've just, uh, are you doing this announcement over like the PA to the entire school?
3: Oh no. I inexplicably just walk into the classroom as if I, I was directed there, but in fact, it doesn't make sense because this is a B-film and plot real loose, real thin.
1: We don't need to explain why I'm there. I'm just there. Let's just call it a gathering of concerned citizens that mm-hmm. took place at the college. Yeah.
3: Oh, is it a college? I was That's... thinking
1: grade school. No, no, college. That's no. no it's yeah. a
3: yeah. Okay. My, okay, my bad. No, for some yeah, reason solid. I was also had
2: grade school in my head. It's like that seat. So we're on the same of way Yes, like and the... is listening.
3: <laughs> it's it's a big Indiana thing. I guess <laughs> <laughs> it's just education. Hold on, I need you know, Ian, I get it. <laughs>
0: Sorry, guys. Again, I hate to say it. Charles just one wandering monster. Shows over. We're outsies. Oh, yeah. We're in a co- we're in a community college, as yep. I, I know that. I heard. Um, that. I, I just am saying. I'm currently teaching I'm currently teaching Texas history. Uh and uh Sonny is the only person who signed up for it because they got confused and thought it was uh no no. Texas Uh, flowers,
1: underwater basket weaving. I thought it was underwater basket weaving. Yeah,
3: textile history. Yeah, I gotcha.
1: Wait, no. Texas style style history. (laughs) I love that. So, John, what would Texas style history be?
0: I don't. (laughs) I don't want to tell. Oh, actually, oh. Uh, I had to go talk to this school because a kid was drawing swastikas on the playground. Uh, I meant more like, what does Texas style style
1: mean in in cuisine? If I wanted something Texas style, how would they serve it? Smothered, baby? Smothered? In chili?
0: Smothered. Smothered. (laughs) Chili or gravy or fucking birria sauce. We're like, whatever it is, it's going to be saucy.
1: So John's teaching saucy Texas history
0: that that actually sounds like something i would teach though is the problem
1: <laughs> anyway uh so let's let's shift it and say instead of striding into a random classroom uh john as a cryptid enthusiast and general internet prowling sleuth has agreed to host this meeting of concerned citizens so all kinds of people show up that mailman who was like, smiling uh... in the introduction like, you know, the all the grannies, because they've got nothing better to fucking do. I've been to enough community council meetings to tell you that's exactly who goes to these type of things. Um, <clears throat> who else is there? Uh, I'm calling on you, Pashki. Who else came to your meeting about uh, to introduce yourself to the town and express your concerns? Oh, obviously the local weatherman, because
3: <laughs> he's a figure of authority. He yeah. says, when it will or will not rain. And it's a lot of nice car. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not a Mercedes, but like he, he's, he's treating it like it's a Benz. It's, (laughs) it's probably just like a Honda pilot, but he's just like, yeah,
1: (laughs) then again, everyone else in town is driving like 92 Honda Accords or something, you know? Mm
3: -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. So the,
3: the local weatherman is there because, you know, voice of the people um Mm -hmm. and then there's also uh no so would you say your character was or was not ever orphaned how often are you in contact with your parents if we went on a world with a where you might die do we have to tell anyone (laughs) that 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 might happen or are we just good (laughs) these are your screening questions for the crowd look as someone who is. The new sheriff. I might need a ward, <laughs> and if I've learned anything from Detective Comics, it's make sure the parents are dead so you don't have to answer any fucking questions when the kid dies.
1: This is also how they they recruited Pony Express riders, wasn't it? It was like yeah, no immediate family, um so that there wouldn't be anyone to mourn you. Get to get your ass. I'm so, just saying, from yeah.
3: Charles to Charles here. Come on, be my ward, buddy. Come on, <laughs> come on. Let uh, me let me be your your surrogate <laughs> papa.
1: I'm a, I'm a peaceful innocent, <laughs> man. I, I don't know that I want the sheriff. Like sheriff dad just sounds so weird. I'm
3: you not know. your dad. You're my ward. It's different. <laughs> okay, I'm not a, sheriff dad. I'm as much of a parent figure as, He's you ward. <laughs> yeah. as you are. As you are just a person sheriff, I tell to do sheriff dad is very good in dangerous situations. You know
1: <laughs> You know what's funny about the word ward to me is like logically and etymologically speaking, the person who takes care of a ward would be a warden. Yeah. And, <laughs> and? what's your point? You're just looking for a promotion sheriff <laughs> or I don't know if sheriff's outrank wardens or whatever, who knows? Anyway, Boy, No, I, I don't want to be your ward. Um, Let's let's, let's move it along.
3: Okay, fine. <laughs> You're getting nothing from Christmas. So so you have Uh, uh,
2: your meeting of concerned citizenry discussing the local disappearances, and you've kind of thrown your light out there looking for leads into what's happening. The So this is an opportunity since a lot of people are concerned and nervous. Do you want to use a token to uh, milk information out to kind of give you a lead or are you wanting to kind of take a sheriff beat around town and kind of look at suspicious places?
3: I mean, you said sheriff beat around town. Does that mean I get to go beat up the townsies?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like. Oh, you said get to. Uh, I, I was thinking have to. Like you don't have to, but get to. Uh, arguably, yes. I mean, <laughs> that is kind of the whole thing when you put on that badge, right? Yeah. Like,
3: I mean, I'm gonna not make jokes. Okay, let's let's go investigate the town and figure out what's what's afoot about that abated water park. That some feet. feet. Well, um now we know something new about John Daniel here. Um So, uh let's go to the local uh massage parlor that specializes in like pedicures for reasons. <laughs>
1: massage mm-hmm. and pedicures, that's yeah. luxurious. That's got to be a major job that's provider good, in yeah. that community. Yeah.
2: Okay, so you're wanting to check out the local water park and a foot massage parlor. Yeah. So, the uh, as you does finish this exist? up your-
3: A water
1: park yeah. slash foot massage parlor? No, 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 no. like a foot massage, Fucking like a place better. that spe- specifically does feet alone. Yeah,
2: there's a lot of places around like major cities that do that like they they call huh. them all kinds of weird things even in Indianapolis they have foot envy foot massage foot fetish foot um Whoa, really they have one called foot not fetish for
3: anything
2: foot <laughs> so wait,
1: they have one called foot fetish and and they expect people to come in and trust their feet in the hands of someone who opened a store called foot fetish
3: and it's not a front for anything <laughs> <laughs> sorry
0: it's, just, it's very funny though
3: but honestly there was one in avon indiana that i used to be next door to a comic book store i used to go to before the comic store closed and i just remember one day coming in and be like hey you got the new things it's wednesday and the guy that was just like yeah i'm like what's up buddy and he's just like yeah, um, I just saw a lady run out of the massage parlor screaming for help, and then the cops came, and it was just like, wow. Ooh, wow. So uh, the foot-related massage parlor that's not a front for anything. Um, <laughs> so I've never been camera- into one, but I have been by one.
0: <laughs> so the Anyways. Camera- there.
2: So the camera pans over to the abandoned water park. You can see, you know, uh, that there are there's like a large hill that runs along the side of this, where the largest of the three twisty long slides go down and empties into a pool filled with uh, some of that murky pool water from rainwater and detritus pouring into it. You see various pools on the other side as the camera kind of sweeps across, kind of giving a, a a picture of the devastation here. That this was once a place where lots of people came and had fun, and now it's just full of debris, graffiti, and broken attractions and slides. Uh, even though there was uh,
1: a lot of minor key brass in that section of the film, I bet you know the.
0: Wah, wah, wah. Wah, 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 that
2: sort of this sound Hey, so you, um, so you come onto the scene of this, and you see, um, it looks like your concerned citizens have come with you here. Your, um, uh, I'm assuming that you have come along, Sunny, as long with Shane and um the thing that really kind of first takes your notice is that there are a lot of very weird smells coming here a very strong scent of mildew and rot and then it's also punctuated with a strong
3: chemically smell
0: So I'd I'd play
1: Sonny as like a druggy character, but as I'm an innocent, I don't think that I would know what the chemically smell is. Otherwise I'd roll for expertise. I we're not rolling. I, I'd use a token for expertise or whatever. But um you know, I am gonna use a token. Um so is everybody familiar with their tarot deck enough that when i mentioned the card the fool they know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. the guy with a bindle yeah. over his shoulder just traipsing along la-di-da towards the edge of a cliff um with a little dog at his heels like i'm gonna be i'm gonna use my my token which i decided to make a dice so i felt like this was a more dicey game um i am going to use my token to uh be the fool and just innocently stumble bass backwards into a clue of some kind Possibly, literally, could be the downside of this, as I am traipsing along these chemical pools and pools full of rotten leaves and stuff, but uh, i definitely like to use the token to, you know, fall into a clue. I love that. As you are, you're kind of craning your head to kind of get that smell,
2: and you're like, you know, kind of getting a little bit distracted by like a butterfly that's also flapping yeah. by at the same time. Oh, well. uh, you You slip on an old crumpled, like, uh, soda can and you just topple backwards into one of these pools that's full of just rotting leaves and then stuff bobbing it like a little... Uh, soda lids with the straws and all of that junk. And as you fall backward, your arm goes into some of this detritus. Like it almost feels like your hand's gone through like a broken milk crate or something. Uh, when you pull your arm out, uh, it's a skeleton. Ah! Ah! As you clear the debris, you can see that there are several skeletons just bobbing in this pool.
1: (laughs) Yeah, at that point, uh, being a uh, peaceful innocent, I raise my finger as though to speak, and then hands on knees immediately vomit up like everything I've eaten in the past four days. And, And then I hail my friends over. I'm like, Guys, there's skeletons here. I'm hoping that they're not human, but they sure look human.
3: All right. So I I go over. So what what my cohorts here is, hold on, allow me to investigate. (laughs) And that's when I, I move the young one over with my gun, like not to point at him, but like nudge him with the barrel of the gun to move aside because i
2: got it man i got it
3: you know adults um and i look down i'm just uh i don't roll for investigation do i uh i just i look down and i see the skeletons and that's a skeleton all right that's a skeleton all right that boy sure is
0: <laughs> the skeleton looks like your ex-wife?
3: Um, you know, I might have said that, I might not have, it's hard to tell.
1: Meaning that she's okay. that's why she's his ex. Uh I mean she died peacefully in her sleep. 20 she years died doing
0: what she loved, living. <laughs> <laughs>
1: She died doing what she loves. Anyone but me. (laughs) You
3: figure that
2: these skeletons must be those of the local teenagers that have been missing for the past uh, two days. Hmm. Looking around here, you can see that there's lots of uh, graffiti, even some that looks relatively recent, as if teenagers have been hanging out here.
3: Clearly, it must have been the teenagers that did all this graffiti. Clearly, there's nothing to solve here. They're gone. (laughs) Are you three
2: wanting to investigate this scene more, or are you moving on to the massage parlor?
0: John gets a turn, I think, if he wants one. Uh, unfortunately, there was a um, an emergency with my daughter. Uh, so, what what's happening? <laughs> so <Sorry>. oh. <clears throat> we're at the
1: we're at the water park, and we've uh, we've found um, the skeletons of the missing people's uh, in a abandoned like, not abandoned pool. It's full of like s- sludgy leaves and trash and shit. But- I mean, if
3: it's sludgy and there's skeletons, that means the sludge might not be leaves. The sludge might just be their decomposed
1: flesh. Their de la quest flesh. Uh, And our sheriff here um, said, yep, that's a human Skellington. And then looked at the wall where there's some mysterious graffiti and said, "Uh, yep, that's graffiti and is now done investigating. And I, I wondered if our expert might like a crack at the scene.
0: Yeah, uh, I would like a crack at the scene. Thank you so much, Charles. I'm going to uh go over to the skeletons. Um uh and I uh by the way, skilliman is the uh family name of those that went missing. It's Josh and uh Bethany Skilliaman. Anyway, I love it. Uh yeah. The skeletons. I'm gonna look at the skeleton skeletons. Uh I'm looking for any like teeth marks um uh any kind of wounds on bones <laughs> that I can uh discern.
2: As you begin to examine one of these skeletons, kind of fishing it out of the pool and kind of reassembling it for easier observation, the mm-hmm. what really strikes you is, besides seeing like there is some previous broken marks and bones where maybe someone had a skateboard accident or something like that, the skeleton itself is completely intact. There is no gnaw marks, there's no blade marks, blunt trauma whatsoever to any of these skeletons skeletons and as you Ooh, look I,
1: close, I have something that I put in when, when he's pointing that out I say maybe they all died like peacefully in their sleep man just cause you know I'm a peaceful innocent I, I want it to be nothing horrible mm-hmm.
0: well, Sonny you're my best student also my only student but <laughs> um I, and I look, hey, personally, personally, I love where your head's at. However, as your professor, I feel like I need to to help you think about this critically. If they died (laughs) peacefully in their beds, why would their bodies be here?
1: I I said in their sleep, man. Maybe they were like.
0: Texas history. Texas history teaches us. That when people die, they either go to the Alamo or stay where they died.
3: (laughs) Obviously, they had an air mattress and fell asleep on the pool and drowned to death
1: after rolling over in their sleep. Let's let Ian finish explaining the scene. Maybe there was more of a (laughs) a hint there. (laughs) He drowned.
2: Yeah, go. The other thing that you've noticed as you're going through the skeleton is that, um, well, one of them, uh, there's a lot of fillings in his teeth Um, gold, uh, various metal ones, and they're also intact as well.
3: Oh, so we can trace the dental records? That seems like a cop thing to do. That does seem like a cop thing to do. (laughs) um yeah i i hop in the pool and i i say to my my friends hold on allow me to get the skull so we can trace its dental records
1: now watch this cannonball
3: but when everyone hears oh, no. that joke's getting really old for me as a person as a <laughs> thank, you. thank you thank full you thank you yeah i didn't okay. i yeah. didn't want
0: to say it and like hurt your feelers but fucking knock it off yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. i think i
3: should have stopped out three times ago and i apologize to anyone dealing with my bullshit sorry um you love your commitment to the gig yeah we do so just remember it's toward johnson true. it's Tor johnson it's not actually this <laughs> voice uh but yeah so he jumps in the in the in the pool grabs the skull off the neck of the skeleton assuming it's still attached by some level of sinew or connective tissue um and uh just kind of price it open and goes and has a look do <laughs> This is a B film, right? This is not a legitimate movie where we we all know real world rules. You take this, you X ray it, you compare it to the database at every local dentist office
1: to figure out whose teeth is this. So but you this can then the, this is the Tor Johnson version. You just eyeball them. You just yeah. You just, you just give those choppers yeah, you an you eyeball. Poke <laughs> in, you have a look, and you go. This is John Smith. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or right, what John right what did you the- what
3: did you say the name was uh, yeah. Josh
0: and Beth uh, yeah
3: yeah it, do I identify this as the skeletons
2: uh, that is a great question since um you were saying that you're new to this town so I don't know how often you were able to examine the inside of this mouth yeah. but do you want to spend one of your tokens and yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna
3: sp- I'm gonna spend a token and to identify the teeth on this skull I just pulled out of the kiddie pool.
2: <laughs> yes, you have identified it as uh, the two skeletons that they have been missing for two days now, and they've been known to hang out at this abandoned water park much against the wishes of their parents and the truancy officer at school.
3: All right. So it appears that these are in fact the Skelemans, and their flesh is decomposed at a rapid pace, which I suspect... drops skull. Foul play.
2: Camera zooms in. Uh, Yo. there.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah! It's Mulder, and someone is responsible.
0: <laughs> I... Ugh. Uh, Side note If anyone ever wants to hear my theory About how Horatio came from CSI as a vampire Hit me up Sorry Ian, go ahead So uh, You've discovered that These are the
2: skeletons of those two teens mm-hmm. Are you wanting to use that Knowledge to help you investigate This scene further Or are you What is yes. your cop your yes. instincts?
3: My cop instincts is to talk to the College professor and be like Hey, it's murder and someone is responsible. Let's get to the bottom of this. Who murdered them?
1: Ooh, John, isn't this like a dream come true? The autodidact and like, you know, niche research expert um finally like tapped by the authorities uh in their moment of need.
0: Charles as as you and I are both autodidact and niche experts in various weird fields, fair, right? right? When, we're not that's your, your character. Uh, okay, I was gonna say. Imagine, imagine a cop coming up to either of us and asking for help, and how that would go exactly. Um, right. I. I. So, I my I, character. My character, however, my character has popped the boner.
1: Yeah, he feels important. Yeah. what <laughs> if I rephrased
3: it? Stop resisting nope, and help there. me solve this murder. Stop <laughs> resisting. <laughs> I love that. Oh
0: uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, my boner is now one of fear and intimidation instead of <laughs> excitement, but it's still there. Don't, don't you worry. Good. Firmly in place. Right, Firmly man. in place.
1: All right, man. Let's ride.
0: Um, yeah, so, uh, I, Ian, a second ago, you said something hovers in place. Were you talking about his bad joke or the skull?
2: Previously, we talked about exhuming the, the skeleton out of the the pool and that there was no flesh on it whatsoever. Okay,
0: so he dropped it. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um... I know the skeletons, oh, no flesh, no tendons, just bones, right? hmm And how long have they been missing? Two days.
1: Rapid Two days. decomp. We've already got that. Or rapid whatever.
0: Ah, uh, man, I don't even know. Like, is there evidence of viscera and goop in the uh water? I mean, fish mean I, I could
3: I couldn't taste it. I mean any, uh, with my I eyes. I mean, I'm still in the pool. Are you asking me to fish around? Yes, yeah, I'm asking you to up, fish man. around because you're in the pool. Alright, <laughs> all right. I take off my jacket and I start to use it as kind of like a makeshift net to try and strain oh, the smart. pool to like that's... lift it up and see if I catch anything inside my jacket.
1: We're all going to wind up riding in his car after this, too. I bet. Yeah, you
3: are. And I'm going to put the jacket back on. And it's <laughs> recovered in so much decomposed and, and turn flesh.
1: Turn the heat up. Yeah, turn the heat up.
3: The first thing that you
2: uh, pull out of this is the contents of Sunny's stomach that they had just emptied into the pool upon discovering. So there's lots of gummy worms (laughs) and canned corn, too much of both.
0: (laughs) Perhaps a hint of peanuts. Those kids and their candy corn. (laughs)
1: That, okay, I thought he, I thought he said canned and, corn and gummy worms, and that I, was I did, too. For some yeah,
0: it's I did canned corn. <laughs> um, so uh, I guess the just seemed... wanted it to not be that. <laughs> too bad. <laughs> so there doesn't seem to be
2: any type of flesh or other remains from the skeletons in the pool. Um, all you find is like plant matter, like tree branches that have fallen, leaves, um, and then bits of like trash that are floating around so from here you can see those three long twisting uh, slides that go up you can see a kind of uh like the the maintenance area where all of the supplies are there's a shack that keeps all of the inner tubes and then um like a like cabana area for like snacks and just a general hangout area
3: Alright. Um uh, snacks in general hang out. Snacks. Anyone have any better ideas because
1: Tor Johnson wants to go get snacks? Well, I think this place has been closed forever, but um like if you wanna go scrape the bottom out of the, the grease traps or whatever expiration
3: dates are a guideline not Fair a enough. hard roll let's go scavenge the chips just aren't going to be as crunchy
0: welcome to um, wandering monster the fallout uh gameplay <laughs> we scavenge old chips <laughs>
2: So as you go through the uh, concession stand, you see that there are lots of deep red and blue stains from way too many slurpees spilled across the concrete. You see that there is a ancient popcorn machine that is just completely encrusted with oils. And then um, behind that, you see that there are some like vending machines, maybe with something inside it, as well as like a general like maintenance and storage area behind where, where the cash register would have been if it had not been stolen a long time ago.
3: So they clearly weren't eating here.
0: So we um, can uh, mm? I was gonna say maybe we can look around to see if there's any signs that they came here like willingly, like they came to like broke in into play as teens do. Yeah. Right? Also, Remember when we, we found the eviscerated remains of the Scooby Gang?
1: Yeah, yeah, those damn teens just didn't know when to quit. And uh our, our humble narrator slash uh what is your role called, Ian? Storyteller. Storyteller. Our storyteller did say that the missing uh, kids liked to break in against their parents' wishes, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I bet they did come voluntarily, so the culprit may be near at hand. Bum, bum, bum. John, uh, being a cryptid expert, like, isn't... No, goat suckers leave the skin, too, don't they? And the, Yeah, Chupacabra...
0: Chupacabras yeah. do in fact leave the skin. They just suck. They're like they're like kind of mosquito-y. Yeah, um, all the innards and the they blood just want and stuff. blood. That's all. Yeah, uh, they're more like spiders. They liquefy the inside and slurp them up. Yeah.
1: So this is probably not that because all we've got left is bones, not skin. Um, there's probably some crazy legendary beast out there that fits this bill, but I don't know it because. I'm just Sonny. I don't know a goddamn thing.
3: You know, Sonny, how long have you lived in this town anyways?
1: Oh, about three, four, five weeks. I'm just passing through.
0: Sheriff, I see where you're going with this. I can promise you Sonny is not smart enough to have pulled this off.
1: (laughs) What if my uh, monstrous alter ego is, though? It says Charles. Sonny doesn't know what's being implied. He's just like, yeah, man, I'm not smart enough to that thing.
3: (laughs) Neither am I. Good. Good. Good, So
2: as you you have been spending a good amount of time here, and any b film there is sometimes where the you know a scene drags up for too long and then there is a demand for action and a kind of a smash cut something that pulls you to another scene to add to the tension and that's when that you get from your radio clifford a a report of something very strange happening at the local diner Uh, and they request for your help immediately is and um, uh, they need you there with uh all of like this there's a little bit of static there, as if um like the connection is kind of tailoring off like they need something, and it tailors off and you hear more disappearance, and then uh your radio kind of gets fuzzy and cuts out completely
1: so to to firm up roles at this point, um Professor John is basically quasi deputized for his expertise. And I, as his best and only pupil, am here to to be his able assistant, I think, as well as a lovable fool.
2: It's like instead of a buddy cop film, that's a buddy buddy, buddy cop film.
1: It's like um, uh two two buddies and one like mildly smart dog. Um and um, I'm the mildly smart dog in that equation. Imagine
3: the three stooges. <laughs> curly, Larry, Mo, occasionally Shemp. Um, yeah,
1: I'm Curly, definitely. Yeah. So,
2: as the the camera transitions, we find a lot of you outside of this diner. It's a quintessential diner. It's like the silver cab, and. Um, do you see that there is, uh, like a commotion from people around the outside kind of running around screaming and is even from here, you can tell what's amiss that in the inside of the diner where people would be sitting, normally eating their hamburgers and stuff are just skeletons, perfectly clean skeletons, just in the
3: seats. Hmm. I guess I should go and investigate their dental records. Um, <laughs> no. Um, all right. So we got a call to come here Now there's skeletons inside the seats. Is there anyone alive inside the building?
2: Um, As you approach the scene, there was a person that just stepped in uh, to order a cheeseburger and a chocolate malted when they found that everyone inside had been turned into a skeleton.
3: All right. uh, We're going to investigate the shit out of that guy. That's for sure. (laughs) Hey, buddy. Why don't you come here? I've got some questions for you. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh,
2: the person's just scared out of their wits. Um, and they said that they don't know what happened. That all they know is that they, as they opened the door, there was a weird slurping, gurgling sound coming from the back of the diner, and everyone had been turned into skeletons. So it looks like there are some skeletons that are in seats as if they were caught off guard, and there was like a pile of skeletons by the front door as if they made, some people had maybe tried to, to run
1: Okay, Okay, so back at the restaurant, I guess.
3: Yeah, I like that. So as you
2: look back here, you see that um, all of the food in the diner is gone. All of the food in the storage room, the freezer, and the hot prep areas. And also, even more strangely, all of the chemicals in the closet, like janitorial closet, the table sanitizer, all of the jugs are empty.
1: Not all the corn dogs, man.
2: Uh, the sticks are there. All of the sticks. Oh,
1: man. The worst part. I always eat that last.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, little child, you shouldn't eat the sticks. You, you shouldn't eat child, the dog either. You just actually... pick up the breading and eat that.
1: Yeah. I'm actually uh I may sound like a, an, an act like a little child but I'm actually 28. <laughs> so um just wandering through life. Uh the chemicals and the food. Hmm. So there's noise coming
3: from the back though. You um that's what the person had
2: said. Um the only doors that are really shut are like to the like the only door that you see shut is the bathroom.
3: Alright, um, so we're bringing the guy with us, right? Does that sound good with everyone else?
2: It sure. doesn't sound good to him. Include, in fact, uh, he immediately Did defecates it. and urinates his pants upon the suggestion of going
0: in. Didn't wow! Ask him. <laughs> that makes two of us. Um... <clears throat>
1: So there's no like glistening trail. There's just stuff missing.
3: Well, there is now because he defecated himself and we're pushing right. him into the building. Other
1: than so, that so glistening trail.
2: Yeah. So there, there is a, what you notice is that a diner is normally has a very greasy floor and there are large swaths where it's perfectly clean. And as you look towards the bathroom, there's a lot of water that has seeped underneath the door and, um, If you open it, you see that there is just about a quarter inch of standing water pooled around the toilet and the sink, um, and you still hear a little bit of
1: gurgling in the pipes. Oh, that motherfucker went out through the jawn. How the hell are we going to, um, hmm. Too bad none of us uh, got the archetypal character, the plumber. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: The Mario, the brother, yeah, yeah. Just jump that toilet. Is
3: there an air shaft nearby? I have an idea. <laughs> shaft. Uh, shut your mouth. Shaft. Mm. I can dig it.
1: Um, Ooh, I know how to make it my dumbass character um, ask a useful question in a in an in character way. I'm hungry, man. Like. Where's the place in town with the best and most food? That's to anyone who actually is from the town.
0: So not me. Thanks. <laughs> appreciate. That. Um Sonny, I appreciate that you're feeling hungry, but uh, we kind of got a situation here. My my, <laughs> my my dude, my little friend. don't go on board. Well,
3: not like that. <laughs> I, you know you know, one, we gotta...
2: Do you know one of the best places to eat in town is the local mall food court?
0: You go to hell. <laughs> that That's from John, by the way, not from my character. Dude, um, mall food court
3: that teriyaki chicken place that they have i was
1: trying to shoehorn in the idea that we pursue the monster by looking at what it's going for but we can't follow it in the fucking pipes so in character as sunny i was asking where is there a lot of food it's hit the diner um it ate the kids uh then hit the diner it's obviously like beginning to um get hungrier as it probably gets more powerful. So I mean, it did eat a bunch of chemicals. So mm-hmm. mall and and the pipes definitely go to the mall. So I'm thinking mall food court is probably like a good place to try and catch up with it.
3: All I right, kinda, Charles,
1: I'll like, back on.
3: I, I like that logic. What else do we have to go on, really? I mean, are we going to go spelunking in the sewers? That's our other
1: option. I'm down for a sewer crawl anytime. Um, I grew up in the nineties, like, so if there's a sewer level, you know, I'm into it. But I think food court is where it's headed. What were you gonna say,
0: Shane? Um, I am not down for the sewer crawl, so the mall it is. okay. So the
2: scene transitions from the panic at the diner to your uh exclamation of like I have a hunch and it takes you to the mall. There's that kind of frantic race scene where you race your cars trying to get there as quickly as you can um and as you uh, approach the mall like the music swells and gets more tense. Um and there's this kind of like that Underlining synth of like heartbeat pulse that's kind of punctuating the musical score. When you arrive at the mall, um, there is a cacophony of screams and wails coming from the food court, and you see people running. In the background, you can see um, where the uh, fountain is in the middle of the court. There are these long pink bubbly-looking pseudopods that are uh, flailing out from the water fixture and just snatching people. And you can just see, like, people's skin is just instantly dissolving in the grip of this thing. More and more that is beginning to scorch out of the fountain.
1: Okay. um, Just a momentary aside. Ian, uh, how much of this exact scenario did you come up with?
2: I mean, I'm just my vague recollections of watching the 80s version of the blob back in the early 90s.
1: Okay, because I was going to say, like, putting the blob in the fountain at something is, like, the most brilliant and terrifying thing I think I've ever heard because the 80s blob, I just rewatched it the other day and, like, yeah, it's it's wasn't even in there because
2: I can't remember because I just remember, like, the phone booth scene and... Yeah, Yeah, yeah.
1: No, it wasn't, but my point is, like, you're you're idea of putting it into the fountain that's that's fucking phenomenal dude thank you great that's exactly what it would have done is had pseudopods then we'd all have been fucked
2: well speaking of being fucked there's a lot of people that are actively well that whole thing people are are
3: in the mall (laughs) this is choppy mall
0: that is actually how i heard it too um But I was thinking Um, of Firefly.
1: If if you count uh, like a vor fetish as sex, then yes, some people are definitely getting it on. Okay, so lawnmower man.
2: (laughs) What do the three of you do in this scene? You're seeing this monster getting to pull itself out of the fountain and devouring people.
0: That is not a Bigfoot. i We'd
1: don't believe it's out. a yeti either mm. um can we kill it with fire question mark i don't remember what they killed it with in the movie but i bet it in, was fire in the related in the original blob cold
3: was the mechanism that they used to defeat it and they oh, flew it via it helicopter to, to antarctica yeah. Mm. And the sequel, I don't remember. That was awful. And in the eighties version, I watched it once.
1: Yeah, I don't remember how they beat it in the eighties version, but I bet it was like the original because cold would make it less mm-hmm. viscous. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are we gonna chill things out? Like
0: Sir Cold, tell cold it still screaming,
1: Hey, oh, that's it. So um, I am the uh, the peaceful innocent i'm gonna try and talk sense to it so i approach with my hands out like hey man hey hey nobody wants anybody to get hurt here man hey let those people go man there
2: is a like a brief second where the creature seems to halt but then you're just seeing it's just pulling more of its mass out of the fountain so there's no even more water flowing at this point it's just pink goo as it's coalescing itself it stretches out uh, like this nice little tidal wave of pink goo and just crashes upon you
1: and uh,
2: <laughs> You feel that same feeling it is when you stuff a whole bunch of gummy worms in your mouth and let them melt over time. Except that's your flesh.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. It's awful. I saw the, I saw the movie. Um, I'm fucked. Like, even if you guys pull me out of there, I'm not going to be anything but bones at this point. So that's but awesome. Get, but you get two <laughs> tokens I have, and I have I'll, an idea.
0: Um, Run. Run. <laughs>
3: That does sound like a good idea. But I'm <laughs> gra-
0: my tenure, no.
3: Can I grab a fire extinguisher real quick? Because I feel like there should be one. Yes. Uh
2: the safety code would require that. Uh just to, to finish the the uh scene, so as your characters die, you do get two tokens uh for your kind of like ghostly presence that allows so, you to help
1: support each your I was gonna say, I'm gonna I'm gonna give one token to each of my homies and I'm just gonna be a disembodied ghostly sunny if, optimistically if, cheering you guys on from the sidelines.
2: If so as a ghost you can use those tokens to help put objects if in um help facilitate events for your friends by like making a convenient thing happen. Or if you're saying like a fire extinguisher, you could definitely even spend one of your tokens to make that materialize where it's most convenient for him. That's one of the ways you can
1: keep interacting
2: and keeping the movie going.
1: That's great. All right, let's do that.
3: I would like to grab a fire extinguisher and see
1: if I can like cool off the glob. I will uh, materialize that with one of my tokens.
0: Oh my uh, actually, sir. Charles, may I make yeah. a suggestion? Yeah. Uh, this is a mall with a um, <clears throat> with a food court. Um, there might be canisters of uh, what's it? Uh, nitrous, nitrous. Maybe, but they're my they're also ox, uh, dry they're, they're ice.
1: Definitely would be. Ooh, is there Dippin' Dots? It is the ice cream might, in the future. I hereby okay. materialize the Dippin' Dots instead. That's a better use of my token. Yes, it,
3: not just dip I eat dots, dip dots like a, a like the lar- <laughs> the world's largest Dippin' Dots. Like they don't just have like the little cups. You can get the bucket of minus thirty eight degrees Celsius.
1: The original Dippin' and, Dip and Dots is located, it just happens to be located in this mall. It was the prototype for all the other Dippin' Dots. <laughs>
0: the flagship. The flagship, yeah, the of flagship
1: location. Of that Dip is definitely Dots. one of those convenient
2: uh, corporate sponsor kind of placements that helps kind of like head and shoulders shampoo in evolution. Drug, uh, yeah. so there is a massive, and of course, the first and largest Dippin' Dots uh, kiosk in the mall. Hey. Hate-
0: Dippin' dots if you're listening and you want to do like a sponsorship, a partnership, me thing, a Let money. me know because I'm fucking I'm fucking down for you don't have to pay yeah. me, just send me dipping dots. Yeah, chocolate
1: banana. All I want. Oh, those are good.
2: So now that you know that that's there, what do the two of you survivors do to um use that to your advantage?
3: Oh hey, blob monster, it'd be a shame if you tried to attack me. Oh, no.
0: Slowly make my way towards the Dippin' Dots. I don't slowly do shit. I run over to the Dippin' Dots and I grab like, oh, this is delicious. So nutritious and filling and and eat a little cup. And Dot-like.
3: Perfect to dip into.
2: I'm so mad I can't have
0: Dippin' Dots right now.
2: So the monster has basically finished devouring everyone else in the food court. At this point, as uh, and you both of you are in the dipping dots. Uh, yeah. Talk to Phil the monster gonna... to get it to follow
3: us.
1: Yeah, Patrick he said he's gonna run for the dipping dots, kind of in slow motion, to try and get the thing to follow him. While shaking True, I... my
3: little hiney at it, be like, "Oh no! It would be a shame <laughs> if something." look how tasty Came in tried to get my butt right <laughs> and that's what i was saying this
2: is building up to the climax the monsters beginning to scorch in your direction what do you do to help to overcome this
3: in typical over-the-top 80s b film style well I imagine there's a dip and dots gun back there that's a
1: prototype that'll turn any liquid into a dip and dot, right? That would be the 80s thing they would have is like um like a dip and dots gun or something that's like a, a cold gun of some kind that they were gonna use to you know, it being the flagship location.
0: It's um cute.
1: What if it's the inline like, uh,
2: liquid nitrogen aerator for where you squirt in the liquid ice cream that makes into pellets? So you basically have a giant pellet gun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Love it.
0: Yeah, it's pretty good.
1: All right. All right. I, I can even manifest that with one of my tokens, which I. There you go.
0: There
2: we go. Uh, so you've eaten your little cup of dip and dots, and uh, Clifford has lured the blob over with his hiney. How does this final scene unfold?
0: Um, uh, okay. I'm going to be honest with you. How big is this monster? Um, it's
2: pretty large at this point as it's kind of gone from location to location. Uh, so it is about the size of maybe two and a half elephants, but minimum.
0: Okay. Um. So while I was on Fail to the Face, um, which is Kevin's other podcast that he cheats on us with, um, <laughs> I guess we're the other like we're the we the side chick for of podcasts for him since he was on Fail first for
1: sure. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, they have something called spite omens where they can use their omens not for good <laughs> but to stop other people's omens. Huh. Uh, so All I would use it. I'm using a spite token. Okay. <laughs> uh because I think it'd be way more fun. Uh as as Sheriff as Sheriff Quifford mm-hmm, raises mm-hmm. the gun, points it at the blob, probably assumes like the eighties action hero stance with it. Yeah, of and, course. Like it's been not real really. fucking cocky. Um he pulls that trigger and uh this thing has been converted into a helium balloon filler. Yes, ending is strong in
2: this game tonight. Um, it's more so... kind of like
0: a no, but God's sake.
3: <laughs> That's still that's still improv. Okay, all right. So helium comes out, or do little balloons come out? Like this more uh, information.
0: I was, I was picturing helium itself. Like you could fill balloons with it. Oh, no,
3: I'm gonna get you, you blob bitch! And now I'm gonna oh no something's not right i can't shoot the guy with my zipper knock on, oh no. <laughs>
0: Man, uh, I hold, on hold on uh, mr patchkey yeah yeah i need you to do that again but go back to the <clears throat> go back to his actual voice oh
3: so i retreat into the giant walk-in dip and dot freezer while blasting more helium at it to kind of like keep taunting it in a way and so it's basically uh i get in and like you see like my breath coming out and you also see little bursts of helium that like don't just come out and linger, but like go up really quickly because it's lighter than air. But it still, for some reason, it has moisture in it, but it shouldn't. But we're going to say it does. Okay. Very good. Um, and I continue to shake my Heiner at it. Uh, so, in a
2: uh, cork of fate, as the blob like splashes out a pseudopod out at you uh the combination of the cold air from the freezer and then the sheer amount of helium that you're pumping into it begins to cause it to swell. You see that the blob um, is beginning to puff up, almost like a giant amorphous balloon. And slowly, as you are just kind of, again, shrieking at your high-pitched taunts at it, it is inflating and hovering at the the top of the the mall, where there's like a big sunglass, um, like, dome. It breaks through it. And there's a stiff breeze, and you see the blob blow far out past the horizon. So it can be someone else's problem in a town <laughs> far away with a different
0: sheriff and different set of very Fuck vulnerable you,
1: people.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. It heads straight for Springfield.
1: Yeah.
2: It is in the same state. Um and so with that, uh, there is uh a high five between the two survivors and the kind of recap for 80s where it like shows the people at the end of the film there's like a perfectly clean skeleton that has way too many cavities that's by the fountain with his arms out (laughs) and uh the credits roll uh so that's creature feature Lightweight TTRPG that is narrative heavy. Uh, John, why don't you take us to the rest of our announcements since you've already shared the great gospel about into the journey to the dying lands.
1: There is uh, little, John. If you wouldn't mind, um, I know you don't usually read my nonsense. No, no, I'm definitely reading yours. Okay, great, great, great. Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, I don't read. I don't usually read yours because it's a bunch of bullshit. But you did a serious (laughs) one this time. Okay. So first off. Friends, if you are watching this, we are once again doing the annual one month Wandi Awards where you can win a silver or golden tentacle based arbitrarily on how much we enjoyed games. <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, who played one? They will be there will be an award for best mechanics, best uh world, essentially lore, storytelling uh the most fun we played in a game there will be staff choices and then at the end uh the big the big the golden tentacle is for the game that is voted best game of 2023 um so that's going to be our very last show of december our very last show of 2023 please come and watch it it's a lot of fun uh uh all six of us should be here all six of us are full of shit it'll be amazing i promise um ian how uh sigil a game by gabriel quiroga who we have played many of his games including our first game by him hell Knight, uh is put together sigil six days left on that kickstarter ian you edited it and a sigil is a collectible Card game set in the world of Hell Knight. So think Magic the Gathering, but everything is 80s biker horror. Think Magic the Gathering, but it's Mandy with Nick Cage. Ooh, fun. I know. Is there a <laughs>
3: card for Chainsaw Sword Fight?
0: I bet there <laughs> actually fucking is. <laughs> That's awesome. Buy um, and find out. Uh, also, this month, for the entirety of this month, uh, n- normally. Uh, Charles handles all of our social media for Wandering Monster and Madness Heart Press and Madness Heart Games and uh, probably a bunch of other shit I'm forgetting because I literally hired him to be half my brain. Um, he's taking the month off. You're not going not to do fucking shit.
1: Yeah. He's
0: not going to do a goddamn thing for me this <laughs> month because he is going to be too busy doing the anti-Lord's work. Yep. Specifically, uh, he is off to steal the good old baby Jesuses out of uh, both indoor and outdoor nativity scenes. What's that? You like the nativity scene in your local Mexican restaurant? Oh, no. The baby Jesus (laughs) has been replaced by a taquito. Fuck you. Um, Outside the church? What's that? That's not baby Jesus. It's a crocodile. (laughs) Anyway, it's going to be good times. Charles... uh, it is it is a pretty good prank that i enjoy a lot um so if you are in the uh salt lake city area keep your eyes peeled for missing (laughs) g's eye Um, in
1: in actuality i'm not taking the month off i'll be i'll be actually i'll be doing double duty i'll be working from for for, uh mhp and stealing every baby jesus (laughs) that i can lay my hands on
0: it might surprise you um but there aren't going to be many nativities on the madness heart press socials for some reason. <laughs> uh, maybe it's because the Jew and the Satanists run the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, Hey, this is pretty cool. Look at what I got in the mail. I got the, the, the splatter league hardcover collector's edition books. Um, I am in the midst of numbering and signing all of them uh, for backers, but shortly after I send these out to backers, baby, I'm going to set this shit up in paperback on Drive2RPG, and you'll be able to get it there or on MadnessHeart.press. Um, next month, my next book comes out. It is Unclean Versus. Uh, it is a godless gold award-winning uh, novella set in verse. It is an extreme horror take on Dante's Inferno. Uh, trigger warning, all of them. Um, this is this is a book that is the first book I sent to an extreme horror publisher where they told me it was too much and they needed me to uh, tone some shit down. So, <laughs> if you can be offended, maybe sit this one out. If that sounded like a challenge to you, it is. <laughs> Finally, Madness Heart Press. The company that 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 I I we we do here, uh, Madness Heart Press. I already told you about Journey to the Dying Lands. Please back it; it's going to be great. But that's not all we're doing. We have low blasphemy coming from a uh, fellow Salt Lakeian, Judith Sonnet. It is um, a brutal, brutal mm. occult horror story. Uh, we are releasing that on December 24th. I figured nothing else is happening that day. Might as well put out some sick-ass, blasphemous literature, right? Hell yeah. Uh, and in January, as a birthday present f- to me, we are putting out Nate Southard's Porcelain. Porcelain is one of the best books I've ever read. I read it for I read it for a, um, I read it for a panel that i was moderating and nate was on and i was trying to read one book from each author on the panel so i could kind of talk to them and um i loved porcelain blew me out of the water um i saw him at an event in like earlier this year and i was like hey can i get a physical copy of this Sign, and he's like no it's out of print and there are no copies and i said fuck you it's out of print here's a contract i'm publishing it <laughs> so uh that's coming and i'm so so excited I say all this to say we have a lot of cool shit on the horizon, my friends. Keep your ears peeled. Uh Check uh, follow our socials. That's MHP underscore horror on Twitter. I believe it's that on Blue Sky and is there another one? Nah. Uh,
1: uh Instagram. Yep. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Those are the those. Uh, uh, also follow One Moncast. If you follow those two channels. You will pretty much get everything that's going on. We also have a Madness Heart Games Twitter and then a Gotta Try It Twitter. But the Madness Heart Press, MHP underscore horror, and the One Moncast, those are the two Twitter channels that like everything goes through. Uh, Mm -hmm. And the One Moncast one also pushes out a ton of content about games and gaming and nerd shit. So, um, Look, we all know social media is is a festering wound, but uh, maybe one cast in MHP horror can be the uh, the uh, uh, hydrochloric acid. That's the wrong acid. Uh, yeah. It can be the maggots. It, we can be the maggots chewing yeah. the dead flesh away from your wound to keep out That's infection. Right. Yeah, Let us be your maggots. Friends, thank you so much for joining us on this. Oh! Before I go, don't join me just yet. I want to thank Bog Wizard. Thank you, Bog Wizard, for our intro and outro music. Barbaria, off the album Purple Miasmic Smoke. They kick ass. And another thing, Bog Wizard is doing a song for Journey Through the Dying Lands. And Bog Wizard, specifically Harlan Link of Bog Wizard, supplied one of the stories for that anthology. That's all very kick ass. Now, Thank you so much for joining us on this consensual journey we call Wandering Monster. I have been John, the biggest dog, Baltusberger.
1: I have been Charles, the second biggest dog, R. Bernard.
2: I have been Ian, just a regular dog.
3: (laughs) And I've been Mr. Paschke, not actually a dog, but, you know, when you take the hot dog from Costco and, and you take the chicken bake and you put the hot dog inside the chicken bake... And then you eat that.
1: It's like a turducken kind of.
0: Friends, we will be back next week. Uh, Maybe our shit will be together then, but I doubt it. Uh, If you cannot wait that long, do not worry. Bridget knows the shortcut.